Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Okay, so you've written your first draft. Maybe you've gone through NaNoWriMo and now you have 50,000 words more or less to work with. So what happens next? Where do you go from here? How do you push through and finish what you started? How do you keep your creative momentum going? In today's episode, I'm going to give you ways to go deeper into your first draft so that it doesn't fizzle out, but gets closer and closer to the story you envision. This is a three-part mini-series. Today, we're going to focus on character development. Character is the essential pillar of every great story. So grab your work in progress and let's do this. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. when you first start to work on a story, you're really excited. But as you go further, your ideas get scattered. You start to lose steam. You're having trouble pushing through and finishing the first draft. Recently, a writer said she started her work in progress more than a year ago and still hasn't finished the first draft. So this is very, very common. And if you participated in NaNoWriMo, you may be feeling lost or stalled right about now. I hear over and over from writers who say they have several half-finished drafts languishing on their hard drives. In this three-part miniseries, I'm going to give you some direction on how to go deeper into your story. We're going to break down essential story elements you can work on for the next 30 days and beyond. Today's episode is all about character development. You and I as writers want to create an experience for our reader, We want them to become our characters, not just be told about them. We don't just want them to feel for our characters, but feel with our characters. 
in order for this to happen, we have to intimately know our characters. Because once you understand who your characters are, their dreams, their fears, their flaws, their inner conflicts, all their dualities, the reader has a stake in the story. And you can make other big decisions about your story. Every choice you make is driven by character. And I mean every choice, every object, every action, every scene, every detail is filtered through your main character's experience. And it's relevant to what your character wants to achieve by the story's end. You must put yourself in your character's shoes. You must become your character. When you become your character, your reader enters that experience. Now, you may be saying, well, that's great, Nancy, but how the heck do I do that? It's actually simpler than you think. But it does require some time and imagination. And the thing is, you are always getting to know your characters more deeply. You're not going to get there on the first draft or even the second draft. This is where revision comes in. It's what rewriting is all about, learning what your story is trying to become. I created a free character questionnaire designed to help you intimately understand your character. You also get an email series that goes deeper into character development. Download your questionnaire and get the email series by heading over to nancypinuccio.com forward slash character nancypinuccio.com forward slash character. I'll link in the show notes. Again, this is a three-part mini-series. I'm going to give you ways to take your initial story draft and take it to the next level. The idea is not to work horizontally, but vertically. Don't think of writing more words. Think of writing more deeply. First, you're going to explore your main character. I really want you to dive into one character at a time. Start with your protagonist. For now, don't focus on plot. Plot isn't something you do first and then you're done. It's a way of thinking your way through your material. Right now, you're just giving your raw material some air and exploring what you already have on the page. You can move back and forth between character and plot, and we'll get to structure in the third part of this series, but character and plot are inseparable. But before you start structuring your story, you want to get clear on a few things. So let's get into it. There are three ways to think about character development, and you can use this framework for all of your characters. The first stage is your core foundation. Second is building character. And the third stage is revealing character. So let's start with your core foundation, your main character, your protagonist. Who is your story about and what does he or she want? First, you want to get clear on who your story is about. Now, a common misstep I see many writers make 
is not having a strong protagonist. Sometimes there are too many characters who have a stake in the story. And when you're hazy on whose story it is, or when you have too many characters who have a stake in what happens, number one, it's confusing to your reader and to you. Number two, it dilutes your story. And number three, it lacks relevance and unity. So whose story is it? I want you to focus on one character. For now, focus on your main character, your protagonist. Getting clear on who your main character is will help you focus your material. Now, if you're having a hard time deciding who the main focus of your story is, here are some questions to help you hone in. Who has the most to gain? Who has the most to lose? Who's going to experience the most transformation by the end? Now, once you have clarity on who your main character is, now you can get clear on what your character wants. Desire is the engine of your plot. It's what drives your main character through the story. Your character might want true love. Your character might want to survive an apocalypse or defeat an enemy. But you want to articulate what your character wants in concrete terms. Harry Potter wants to defeat Voldemort. Humbert wants Lolita. Anna Karenina wants to be with Vronsky. Write a simple statement. For now, articulate what your character wants in concrete terms. So whose story is it and what do they want? Now, we'll be getting more into why your character wants what he or she wants next week when we talk about point of view. For now, stage one, core foundation. Who is your story about and what does he or she want to get by the end of the story? On to stage two. The second stage is building character. Here is where we start to create a multidimensional human being. You want to build contrasts. Protagonists and heroes are not perfect and antagonists are not all bad. You want to complicate our reaction. Give your main character a fatal flaw. The thing is, we don't relate to perfect people. We don't trust people who curate this persona of perfection. Now, you've all seen this play out on Facebook. You probably know at least one person who curates this perfect persona, whose every post showcases their perfect life. You know the ones. They're always taking selfies of their happy family in pumpkin patches, on vacation, in restaurants, weekend outings, the perfect marriage, the perfect kids who score excellent marks in school, the daughter who excels at ballet and violin and soccer. But this doesn't endear this person to us. It makes us feel like our flaws, our imperfections, 
our messy and imperfect lives are something to be ashamed of. It makes us feel alone. We actually love characters with flaws, with imperfections, because they're more relatable. We recognize ourselves in them. Now, it doesn't matter if your reader can't relate to your character's situation or even if they're not on board with your character's choices and actions. They don't even particularly need to like your character. They just need to understand them. They have to encounter your character's humanity. You know those characters you identify with in stories you read or in movies or Netflix series you watch? They're deeply flawed heroes. They make bad choices. Sometimes they make immoral choices. They have fears, neuroses, ways of thinking that don't serve them. A great example of this is Alex, the star anchor played by Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show. She has this cool, calm, collective persona when she's in front of the camera, but off camera, she's a hot mess. She has secrets that she's desperate to keep from being exposed. She can be manipulative and throw people under the bus to save her reputation. And she's carrying a lot of shame. She's also scared, vulnerable. There are times we don't find her likable at all. And other times we admire her. Now, You may not even like a particular story protagonist, but you see parts of yourself in them. You identify with them, even if it's in some small way. Another great example, Tony Soprano. As the protagonist, he's about as unlikable as they come, right? He kills, he smothers his nephew to death, shoots his cousin. He repeatedly cheats on his wife, but... We get some of his good qualities. We admire his street smarts and survival skills, and he has a soft spot for animals. In the first show of the season, he's watching ducks in his pool every morning, and when they fly away, he has a panic attack, which prompts him to start therapy. Similarly, we don't want the stock villain. We want to bring humanity to all of our characters. So go against the status quo, complicate our reaction, defy readers' expectations, don't just portray the givens. For me recently, that character was Mitch Kessler, the popular news anchor in Apple TV's The Morning Show, who was fired for sexual misconduct. In the first season, all I saw was this sexual predator who took advantage of his colleagues, particularly his young female subordinates. When he was promptly fired, he was non-repentant. He denied the allegations. He victim-blamed. He gaslighted these women. He was the textbook abuser. There was nothing redeemable about him. By the second season, I saw a man whose career marriage and reputation had totally unraveled, a man who was deeply repentant for the harm he caused and who truly wanted to be a better person, who desperately wanted to become a better person, but didn't have the tools to do so. So even though I couldn't exonerate him for what he did, I did see his humanity. 
I had a complicated reaction to him. So stage number two, build character. Build in contrast. Show your characters as multidimensional human beings. She's this, but she's also that. On to stage three, revealing character. This is how your character thinks, feels, acts, and speaks. This is where you show more than tell. So if your character is angry, upset, or sad, don't tell us they're sad, upset, or angry. You want to avoid the word feel as much as possible. That doesn't mean you never use the word feel. You just want to give us the proof. Show them acting that way. For example, Amy Hempel's story in the cemetery where Al Jolson is buried is about a girl's failure to give her dying best friend the needed support. And at one point in the story towards the end, she says, I felt weak and small and failed. But everything that proceeds and follows that I felt statement supports the way she feels. Here's the entire passage. I have to go home, I said when she woke up. She thought I meant home to her house in the canyon, and I had to say, no, home, home. I twisted my hands in the time-honored fashion of people in pain. I was supposed to offer something, the best friend. I could not even offer to come back. I felt weak and small and failed. Also exhilarated. I had a convertible in the parking lot. Once out of that room, I would drive it too fast down the coast highway through the crab-smelling air, a stop in Malibu for sangria. The music in the place would be sexy and loud. They'd serve papaya and shrimp and watermelon ice. After dinner, I would shimmer with lust, buzz with heat, vibrate with life, and stay up all night. So this is a story about the narrator having a really hard time facing her best friend's death. Now, if you've ever been at the bedside of someone who's dying, you know how profoundly hard that is. It's unfathomable how we can survive the pain of watching someone go. So back to the story. Here's what happens next. Without a word, she yanked off her mask and threw it on the floor. She kicked at the blankets and moved to the door. She must have hated having to pause for breath and balance before slamming out of isolation and out of the second room, the one where you scrub and tie on the white masks. A voice shouted her name in alarm, and people ran down the corridor. The good doctor was paged over the intercom. I opened the door, and the nurses at the station stared hard, as if this flight had been my idea. Where is she? I asked, and they nodded to the supply closet. I looked in. 
two nurses were kneeling beside her on the floor, talking to her in low voices. One held a mask over her nose and mouth, the other rubbed her back in slow circles. The nurses glanced up to see if I was the doctor, and when I wasn't, they went back to what they were doing. There, there, honey, they cooed. Notice that the author doesn't tell us something like, I could tell she was upset that I wasn't going to spend the night, and this racked me with guilt. We don't get her dying friend's tears either. We're spared the melodrama. The author relies on action, reaction, dialogue, gestures, body language, character thought. So let's recap. Character is the essential pillar of your story. Character and plot are inseparable, but you need to know your character intimately. So number one, core foundation. Whose story is it? And what does he or she want? Number two, build character. Build contrasts and contradictions. Complicate our reaction. Don't just portray the givens. And number three, reveal character. Show us who your character is. Use action, reaction, dialogue, gestures, body language, character thought. And one more thing, none of this is set in stone. Your character will evolve. Your insight into your character will change. That's what rewriting is all about. It's about discovering what your story is trying to become. Characters are revealed over time. Now, to get under the surface of your characters, I have a free character questionnaire along with an email series to help you do just that. Go to nancypinuccio.com forward slash character. nancypinuccio.com forward slash character. I'll link in the show notes. Once you know your main character intimately, making other major story decisions is so much easier and you'll enjoy the writing process a whole lot more. So there you have it. Coming up next week, we're continuing on with our Beyond the First Draft miniseries with an episode on point of view. We'll explore what point of view is and what it isn't and the main elements to pay attention to when crafting a compelling, consistent point of view. Meet me here, same time, same place, to continue on with our Beyond the First Draft miniseries. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.